Hello, Seattle hockey fans. It is the morning after show. We're going to talk about the 5-2 loss in Edmonton. And essentially, um, I got to give some stick taps to my loyal YouTube follower um, talking about the power play. That and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. All right, folks, we're back for another episode of Locked On Kraken. It is Tuesday, November 2nd, and as always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. But in case you missed it, let me give you my recap from last night, right after the game. We're going to talk about the game in this first segment, and then I mentioned that I got a comment on YouTube after I posted this on YouTube that I thought was accurate, completely accurate. So we're going to spend the next block talking about special teams for the Seattle Kraken. But first, let me show you the recap in case you missed it. This will be up on YouTube. Also, make sure you're following Locked on Kraken on social media so you don't miss any of these. We call them Locked on Nows. But essentially, now that we're in the regular season, these will be my immediate reactions post-game. Here we go. Well, Kraken fans, the good news is that in the game against Edmonton, uh, Jaden Schwartz finally got his first goal, and Connor McDavid did not score. Unfortunately, Edmonton still won 5-2 to two over the Seattle Kraken. My name is Erica Lindsay Ayala. I'm your host of Locked on Kraken. And once again, we see a game where the Seattle Kraken were not very disciplined on the far post or on the weak side. Joey Decord getting beat by the Edmonton Oilers. Five times, five to two loss. Two of those goals by Leon Dreisaitl. Again, no Connor McDavid on the board, but Dreisaitl with four points, two goals. But I got to tell you, a lot of those were Joey Decord being not able to slide across the crease, but more so the defense not picking up bodies on the weak side. What I will say is, I talked about it on Locked on Kraken, I wanted to see more consistency in the lineup, but Carson Soucy gets placed in the lineup, gets a goal for the Seattle Kraken. We saw what Hayden Fleury did the other night, got two goals in the Seattle Kraken win, so maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Dave Haxtell mixing up the lineup is a good thing, and we don't want this roster to be stagnant because we need productivity for the Seattle Kraken. So maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm willing to give Dave Haxtell uh, the stick tap for this one, but let's find out how it works out. The Seattle Kraken will return to Climate Pledge Arena as they host the Buffalo Sabres on Thursday, and they really need to figure out a way to get a win. But all that and more coming up this week on Locked on Kraken. So there you have it. That's my Locked on now. 
Now, talked about a few things. Uh, so let's with the good stuff. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, Schwartzy, you know, I'm a huge fan of Jaden Schwartz. I've talked about it before, but um, Mandy Schwartz is his sister that passed away. I got to know about her through my connection to women's hockey and um, just like to see Jaden getting on the board. Now, I got to be careful with like copyright and playing game footage, but I will link in the description in the show notes for this show. You got to see the highlight reel of this goal. I, I think it was an absolute gritty goal. Jaden Schwartz streaks up the middle, able to get a pass, and then cuts through the defense gets pushed off the puck, finds his way back, and just flings that thing in there on the backhand, just showing his speed, showing his strength, showing his grit. And it was more or less the same with Carson Soucy as far as the Seattle Kraken being able to um, drop that pass in the high slot for Carson Soucy. He's coming to support the offensive Rush and bang, knocks it in. Very nice snipe of a goal for Carson Susie. As I mentioned in the Locked On Now, we see that Susie able to enter into the lineup. Also, I must say that the defense for the Seattle Kraken has been able to step up into the offense. So those are all good things. Those are things that you want to see. But as someone who loves solid, solid defense, I got to say the Seattle Kraken are giving me fits at times. Um, you know, the, you just see that the defenders are out of place at times. There was one goal where it was Wenberg that was the nearest player on the far post and he doesn't pick up the player. Um, and you see that the Edmonton Oilers are able to score on the far post. Um, again, that's, so that would be, uh, in this case, it was Joey Decord is facing up, fronting up on one side and then would have to slide over. So this is his blind spot. You need to, if you're a defender for sure, but if you're any player for the Seattle Kraken, you have to protect that far post. And there are plenty of times where Edmonton was beating the Seattle Kraken on the far post. Now, if you heard a little bit of the post game show on the power play, Edmonton on, on their power play. So on the Seattle Kraken penalty kill, you also heard the analysis that Edmonton did a great job being patient and pulling Seattle out of position on the PK, tiring them out so that they can't make switches. They can't clear the, the puck and make a switch and then being able to essentially pick their corners. And that's what happens when you're out of the de de defensive position, especially on the PK. If you're being hemmed in, you're tired, you're fatigued. And so you're not thinking everyone's puck watching and boom, now you've exposed your net and your goalie on the far side. I hate that. It is a pet peeve of mine. It comes from me playing basketball and your weak side defender, that's how you would say it in basketball, has to be diligent and vigilant and has to stay as home as much as possible. Don't want to get beat on the weak side. 
just a pet peeve of mine personally, but let's, I'm going to get you ready uh, for what we're going to talk about. So again, uh, the Seattle Kraken were able to get more shots than their opponent. Um, they had 29 shots on goal to Edmonton's 23. The difference though is the efficiency. We're seeing it. We saw it again with the Rangers. We saw it now again with Edmonton. Even though Seattle is getting shots on net, they, they're not getting goals. So are these shots too upfront? Are they too easy? I talked about it a little bit yesterday. Just like Joey Decord was moved around and about the Seattle crap. Kraken, Kraken, what? I don't know. The Seattle Kraken, excuse me, have to get a little bit tricky. They have to rotate and move the puck a little bit more. I think they're playing too direct. Again, the blocks, um, uh, you know, we see that there were, the Oilers had 12 blocks. Um, now, this is what we're going to talk about. The Oilers were successful on one of their power plays. So the PK for the Seattle crack. And that's when I was talking about Edmonton really being able to cycle and Edmonton able to score on the power play. The Seattle Kraken, both teams, I should say, had three power play opportunities. The Seattle Kraken, goose egg, no power play goals. The last thing I want to get into is what we saw from Joey Decord. Um, he saw... Um, 23 shots, made 18 saves. That's a 7.83 save percentage. Not great. Not great. Um, as compared to Koskinen. <sighs> Koskinen came up big for the Oilers. I mean, uh, pretty big time. There's some big saves that Koskinen made, but also a lot of a decent amount of shots that came right into the body. So Koskinen uh, saw 29 shots, able to make 27 saves. That's a 0.931 save percentage. Um, I mentioned, or excuse me, I didn't mention this in Locked On Now, the video that I played. So let me give this to you before we head into the next seg segment. First goal, Leon Dreisaitl. I'm having such a difficult time saying his name. Leon, <laughs> I'll get it. Dreisaitl was able to score the opening goal for Edmonton at the 212 mark. Now, this is another thing that Seattle's really going to have to clean up. Two minutes into a game, you're already getting exposed. You're already getting exposed two minutes into a game. That's not great. We've heard the team talk before that they do feel that they don't get a strong start. We also see that the stats are padded in that the Seattle Kraken, their best period is the second period, but they're going to have to figure that out. I mean, why is that happening? They just had a homestand. They should have been able to mitigate some of the travel and whatnot to be able to get their routine down in order to have a strong start. We didn't see that. That being said, uh, although Edmonton got on the board, it was Jaden Schwartz at 4.09 in the first. It was assisted by Yanni Gord and Mark Giordano. That's Jaden Schwartz, his first goal. Both Gord and Gio pick up their fourth assist on the season. So that tied it up early in the game. That's good. But then Dreisaitl strikes again two minutes later. So before we're at the halfway point already, Edmonton with a 2-1 lead. Um, and then they score again early in the second period. They score at the 147 mark. It was Duncan Keith. 
Duncan Keith. There was um, some history too with uh, Duncan in this game. Um, that makes it three to one in favor of Edmonton. Then it's Susie. Carson Susie assisted by Bastion and Alexiak. But then that's it. The third frame was all Edmonton. Kyle Turris and Kaylor Yamamoto score. Um, Drysdale, which I should mention, gets an assist on the Keith Duncan Keith goal and the Yamamoto goal, uh, the lone assist on the Yamamoto goal. So a four-point game for Leon Drysdale. Again, no Connor McDavid. Uh, or excuse me, I should say McDavid had an assist. He also assisted on the Duncan Keith goal, but no goals for Connor McDavid. So I guess that's a good thing. Um, but all things considered, I mean, Leon had had a night for sure. But coming up next, I talked about it was a goose egg 0 for 3 on the power play for the Seattle Kraken, 1 of 3 on the power play for Edmonton. But we're going to get a deeper dive into the stats because, as I mentioned, I posted the Locked On Now. And then um, we had my good friend over on YouTube, loyal YouTube follower, Stradiac. Uh, I hope I said that right. I, I don't know. Reading on my cell phone is hard while also trying to live stream. I'm sorry, my friend. Striatic. Striatic. Did I get that right the next time? All right. You let me know. <laughs> this is live, folks. Uh, so you mentioned, and I'll read this. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. The Kraken power play is abysmal. Not enough talent and speed accuracy in puck movement to play a cross-seam game. Not enough hand-eye coordination to get sticks on pucks to play the deflection game. Not enough size net front to dominate that area, push off defenders, and cash in on rebounds. We have some fantastic defenders with good shots from the point, but without deflections or rebound goals, those shots from distance are extremely inefficient and co at covering power plays. Um, I think, and you know, it goes on and on. I'm not going to read the whole thing. We'll get into it, but you know what? I've talked about the size of the forwards before and absolutely looking at these power play numbers. And I love Stradiac, your, your, uh, analysis there, because you're absolutely right. Um, it goes on and on and on, but we will get into that coming up next on Locked on Kraken. But right now it is time to tell you about direct TV stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, like the Seattle Kraken. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for all of the rest. Well, I want to tell you about something that will help you keep up with all of the entertainment you love without the hassle and that one thing is called Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, your favorite movies, and your favorite shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes. No need to buy another device or remember all of the different passwords. Get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. If you want to find out more, head over to directtv.com. Again, that's directtv.com to find out how to get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. Compatible device is required and contents vary by package. 
Okay. As always, I want to thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. We're going to talk about the power play. And again, I have to thank our YouTube follower that sent a very detailed message. And I had to I had to pull up the numbers. I had to pull up the numbers here uh, for the power play for the Seattle Kraken. So, all right, let me let me get the screen together. Let's get that out of the way. Uh, remove that and share my screen with you so we can talk about this power play. All right. Here we go. So if you go to NHL.com, as I have done here, you will see the statistics for, I pulled a run, I'm running the statistics um, by season. So 2021, 22, that's this season, regular season, all franchises, power play time. So the Seattle Kraken spend 58 minutes on the power play, second only to the Chicago Blackhawks. Okay, that's what the data is showing us here. Um, and then I just, just want to, before we head to how effective or efficient they are in the power play, I do want to go to penalty kill as well. So if I hit penalty kill here, I, I run get stats, then we'll see who is on the penalty kill the most. Now, the Seattle Kraken, um, as far as their penalty kill, are seventh overall in the league at 87% efficiency. So they're able to kill off a power play for their opponent 87% of the time. So that's top 10, not bad. Chicago's up there. Buffalo is up there. That's something that we're going to have to keep in mind because in a minute I'll show you how the Seattle Kraken are doing on the power play, the Penguins, the Blues, and of course the Oilers up there as well. Okay, so now this is when it gets – oh, let me just see. I just I actually didn't run this earlier. Before we do that, I just want to see where Seattle – okay, the people uh, – the teams spending the most time on the penalty kill. Montreal in the 21-22 season. Where does Seattle rank? Da -da 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 -da. I'm sorry I didn't run – I didn't run – okay. So 23rd. All right. So not spending a, that much time on the penalty kill. I was concerned because, I mean, if we were to run this right after the Devils game, that would have been a whole different situation, I'm sure. Okay, now let's go to the power play. So if I click this, get stats, Edmonton at the top of the table. Talked about that yesterday. That was a lot of the scout obviously coming in. Don't want this skilled team on the power play. Now, again, the Seattle Kraken gave up one power play goal, only had them on the peak uh, or were only on the PK against Edmonton three times. Okay. But Edmonton top of the table. All right. So Seattle top 10. Nope. Seattle top 20. Nope. 30th. 30th out of 32 teams. What is the percentage? The power play percentage is sub 10% at 9.4. Similarly to how I feel about the weak side, like defend your house. Don't 
be puck watching. Remember that you have the assignment, which is to keep the puck out of the net, and you have to be smarter than the offense. You know they're going to try to pull you, so you have to make sure you stay home on the weak side as much as possible. Very, it burns my grits when I see that not happen. So that's been a, a pain point for me watching this Seattle Kraken team. Another pain point for me, which is why you might remember I went on an extreme rant when the USA hockey coach during the world championships said that his team does not practice the power play. It was women's worlds just for clarification. What do you mean you don't? All right, not going to go there again. We'll revisit that soon because did I mention that I am covering the Olympics? And if you want to know how to support my endeavor to cover the Olympics, check out my merch shop at Power Forward. Anyway, you have the advantage. You have the advantage. You have to use the advantage. If you're having trouble scoring at even strength, you got to figure out a way to get crafty on the power play. I feel very strongly about this. I feel very strongly about this. So I'm glad that we got one of our loyal listeners to be like, hey, Erica, let's talk about the power play at 9.4%. At 9.4%, 30th in the league in a 32-league team. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. And I think these uh, observations are on, on point. I have not seen the Kraken live since the preseason, but um, I've talked about the size of the forwards. I think absolutely. D size, perfect. Our forwards, not big guys, not big guys. So we're talking about everything from screens. Uh, you see in the comment about deflections. That's where the size and then a little bit of the skill. I feel like the Seattle Kraken forwards are definitely more finesse players. I mentioned Jaden Schwartz showing his strength, showing his speed. But what does that look like when you're mixing it up in front of the net? Is this a Seattle Kraken team that can do that? Mm-hmm. So it goes on to say, Gord was finally able to generate a good chaos deflection late in the game. And based on that, I would like to see the Kraken try uh, him. I'm assuming it's meant to say him in front of the net on the power play. And you know what? I, I hadn't even read that far, but Yanni Gord is definitely someone that I've seen in practice and is definitely someone that not the greatest size, but will take contact and will stand his ground and has enough skill and hand-eye coordination to be in front. Now, is he going to get absolutely drilled and railed? Yes, we've already seen that happen. We have already seen that happen. Yanni Gord smiling it off as people are punching him in his face. I loved it in, in New Jersey, and this is when I really thought about Yanni, perhaps on uh, up in front of net. Because, you know, some guy's giving it to him, whistle blows. All right, everyone wants to clear the net of the goalie. Got it. Totally makes sense. You don't want to see your goalie slashed, you know, with a lay slash or something like that. Um, but Yanni is is taking the heat from, I forget what player it was, from the Devils. And then somebody else starts to skate over, you know, uh, seconds late already, you know, these two guys are already handling business. He's like, I don't got time for you. He mushed them. 
He mushed him right in his face. I was like, yes, Yanni, that's what I'm talking about. He he can take a hit. Uh, he has skill. So, yeah, I think maybe Yanni Gord. Uh, the, the comment goes on. I also think Francis should consider acquiring a large forward. Yes. 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 Uh, who is better at screening to screening a goalie and clearing space in front of net to find help uh, for his teammates and rebounds? Yes, 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 yes to all of this. I've talked about rebounds before. A lot of people, when they talk about rebounds, they want to talk about rebound control, right, for the goaltender. Rebound control, I'll take a, I'll take a closer look. I can't say that I'm uh, impressed by the rebound control that we've seen from Gruby or from Decord. Um, we'll get into that on another episode. But what I will say is that I've noticed that the Seattle Kraken do not get a lot of second chance opportunities. They let one guy charge to the net, if even, because the, the Seattle Kraken, another thing to note is that other than Yanni Gord, who do we see consistently charging the net? Maybe Tanev. I got to take a closer look. But the, the Seattle Kraken like to shoot from the outside. And they've got the skill. They've got sharpshooters. But you got to get those garbage goals. I know I've talked about it on the show before. Because second chances or rebounds, not seeing it. Not seeing it. Not seeing it. All right, I want to continue here. Uh, the current Kraken forwards are too small to stand in front of the defense and take the abuse necessary to hold the position to score. What are your thoughts, folks? I'm I'm inclined to agree. I'm inclined to agree. I don't think that's the game that Seattle wants to play. But here's the thing. They're getting their, their shots blocked. They are shoot, they're out shooting their opponents, but they're not outscoring their opponents. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. So, all right, there we go. I talked about it. I didn't, I forgot I was in the little, the little mini screen for all that time. I had a fantastic rant and I was that big. Whatever. You get the point. The Seattle Kraken, poor, 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 poor on the power play. Absolutely. I appreciate the comment. I appreciate you reminding me of that so we could talk about it on the show. And coming up next, we are going to talk about what you can expect from Locked on Kraken for the remainder of this week. I know I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but we're going to do it again. But for now, let me tell you about betonline.ag. They are back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season, which means more props, more odds, and lines than ever before. But don't forget, it's not just football. It's not just basketball. It's hockey, too. I talk about the betonline.ag odds for the Seattle Kraken all the time. Projected to finish third in the Pacific. They got some work to do. Anyway. You can head to your desktop, your tablet, even your mobile device, and uh, sign up for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. Again, from basketball to football to hockey to boxing and UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing officer. Officers, what amazing offers available at betonline.ag in 2021? Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. 
All right. So listen, listen, power play, baby. It's got to be better. It's got to be better. I appreciate the comment. Let me know what you're thinking, folks. What are we talking about? What are we not talking about? I see the game from a defensive perspective. But I like this. I like talking about the power play. I, of course, focus a little bit more just naturally on the penalty kill. I focus a little bit more just naturally on weak side defense. Can you tell that I'm excited? And not in a good way. I am irate. I don't like sloppy weak side defense. Um, But what else? What else should we talk about? Make sure you're following Locked on Kraken. You can also send me an email at Locked on Kraken or lockedonkraken at gmail.com. Send me an email. If you want to talk about some things, we have a long season ahead of us. we got to get some wins. we got to get some wins, man. Oh, let me, uh, actually, I haven't put my fear, whoop, I haven't put my fear the deep posters back up yet. If you went to preseason, let me know. Did you guys grab some of these? I sure did. Because I got one that I'll put fear the deep like I did before. And then the other one's got the schedule. You know, on the flip side, it's got the schedule. I'm thinking I'll probably keep it right here so then I can just refer to it, you know, as we're doing our thing here. But for now, I'm going to read off of this handy dandy poster. We're in November. So again, uh, my understanding is that the Seattle Kraken will have the day off. Uh, they just did a back-to-back. Uh, they will then practice Wednesday and have a morning skate on Thursday as the Buffalo – I almost said the Buffalo Buttes, you know, because Premier Hockey Federation starts this weekend. I'll be on the call. I'll be calling the first game of the PHF season. It's the Connecticut Whale at Metropolitan Riveters to open the season. That will be on ESPN+. Plus. Anyway, I digress. All right. We've got Buffalo – on Thursday. That's 7 p.m. Pacific time, local to Seattle, of course. That's at Climate Pledge Arena. Are you going to the game? Let me know. Uh, Buffalo and Arizona, all right? Two other teams that we saw when we broke down the power play. So if you're going to get a win, uh, Vegas also low on, on some of those metrics. Remember, I told you my bold prediction, Seattle Kraken's winning a Stanley Cup before the Golden Knights. This is, uh, this is the time to strike, but right now the Seattle Kraken not taking advantage of their opportunities. Uh, so then it's, uh, again, Buffalo, Arizona this week. Then next week, a week from today, it's uh, at Vegas. Then Anaheim and Minnesota, oh yeah, rolls into town. Would love to get another win against Minnesota. Going to have to do something else with Seth Tuple. We got a little, we made it work. It was not what we wanted, but we made it work. The live stream, I hope you enjoyed it. Let's do more of that, right? Like pregame live streams and whatnot. Now that I'm set up, we're going to do it all. As always, thank you for making Locked on Kraken your first listen of the day. But you know, I got to tell you now, it's time to head over to Fantasy Hockey, Locked on Fantasy Hockey with the one and only Scott Cullen, who leans on his expertise, and experience to make sure that you have everything that you need for your fantasy league, like everything else on the Locked On platform, including, of course, Locked On Kraken. That is free for you to enjoy on any listening platform, but we thank you for listening to Locked On Kraken on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, Google Play, whatever you got. 
Also, make sure you're watching on YouTube. We, we want to get the YouTube going as well. And that's when you get to see and hear from some of your favorite personalities and writers and just like badass people in hockey. Um, so tomorrow's show is going to be me bringing on one of those badasses and uh, Blake Bolden. You're finally going to get to see me interact with Blake Bolden as she talks about her mentorship program. And with a lot that's happening in hockey, having positive programming and having positive mentors and role models in hockey for all of hockey is extremely important as we really start to, you want to talk about getting your TV together. Let's talk about getting our sport together and making sure we have the right people in leadership and not people that are going to take advantage of those who just want to show up and play hockey and enjoy hockey. We're getting rid of that. We're getting rid of that. All right, folks. I know I haven't talked about what's happening in Chicago. Me and a few of the other hosts are hoping to bring you something soon. So stay tuned for that. It's a difficult conversation, but it's absolutely necessary. And I will also talk tomorrow a little bit more about an event that I did with Black Girl Hockey Club over the weekend. So that's coming up on Locked on Kraken. I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. As always, I want to remind you to hold fast, stay true, and I'll close with this. Let's go cracking.